are back with episode 99 two minutes for chatting and uh, we have a I suppose a bit of exciting news just in the timing of this recording and that is that uh, it looks like there might be a live signing from the clan right at the very end but we'll see see if we can actually reach that uh, but other than that we've had a few uh, pieces of news some controversial some positive some possibly negative but it's all kind of happening now things starting to ramp up with the recruitment I think um, and it's yeah going to be an action-packed episode well, as ever when, when do we not have uh, layers of content for you yeah I mean this this episode is probably in a way the one I thought that we might never record if you know what I mean and it has to be addressed <laughs> has to be addressed straight away. The biggest piece of news is that uh, Matt Haywood has left the clan after, uh, what's that, 12 years, basically, um, in total. Yeah. And the way it's happened is interesting. It doesn't really sit too well with me, but there's been a lot of rumour and, and stuff spoken personally from... Haywood's point of view, he's he's left in a situation that I don't think he wanted to be in, feeling maybe that he's he's been strung along, um, and it just kind of the whole thing came a bit out of the blue. But it seems like it might have been bubbling away in the background for a wee while. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a strange one. Um, I mean, we know we know it's hockey, we know these things happen year on year. Um, but it shouldn't really happen to a guy who's given well everything for this club really to kind of get it off the ground um, in 2010 to where it is now, um, and to you know be shown the door without without him knowing that it was going to be his last time playing in front of the fans. It's not it's not a good look, and it's a it's a bad way to uh, to give him a send off really. No, and I, I don't actually think there was a send-off, and that's kind no. of part of the problem, isn't it? Um, a guy who's obviously in legendary status for the club who's went through a testimonial season um, a couple of years ago, that is now, obviously before, just before COVID. Um, and you'd like to think if a guy like that is leaving the club that he would, would get a proper send-off. Um, stuff would be planned in advance fans would know and more importantly he would know but just reading between the lines um, obviously his quote was that he wasn't interested in being strung along made to feel like a last resort at the bottom of the barrel um, hmm. feels yeah. like the reserve. that's that's quite strong words um, and I think he, he will he will definitely be missed, certainly from the point of view of, of what he does for new players and the club in general and just the kind of hockey family, if you could call it that, in, in and around the club. Uh, he was a guy that I didn't think would ever really be moved on or, or leave until it, until it was down to him. Um, and it seems like the club have kind of pushed this 
through? Is that the impression you get, rather than obviously being his choice? Oh yeah, I think um, that's reading between the lines. That's a hundred percent what's happened. I think um, you know. <clears throat> my worry is how do you how do you then attract players of a good caliber to come and play here if that's the way they're going to be treated? I think you know. I think they kind of essentially it stemmed from, uh, or I believe it's stemmed from him going to Gary Russell's wedding, I think. Um, and then there's a COVID shutdown after that. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's just kind of been like from that point, whether things have been a bit kind of icy between him and Malcolm Cameron or him and Gareth or whoever. Um, but yeah, it's obviously just kind of trundled on since then to the end of the season and then uh, decisions were, were made from there. Yeah, and it's obviously you can say that when, when you've got a new coach, he, he clearly doesn't have the same attachment perhaps for Haywood than yeah. uh, others would, but obviously Gareth knows the significance of it. Um, and I've got no doubt they, they obviously had to didn't come to a decision lightly, but uh, just the timing of things, and obviously Haywood posted the the stuff on social media himself, and then it was announced by the club. Um, if you look at it from a point of view, a, a completely playing point of view, yes, can we get a, a an upgrade of a what you might call a better player? I think he would maybe even admit that himself, but. That's sort of besides the point. Um, in this scenario, even if we do find a replacement who gives us a bit more on the ice, it's just not really the point in this this case. No, but also from from a, an overall team point of view, I don't think you could say that there was there was too many players that were a better team player than than Hayward was. If that makes sense, that like you just kind of. He always kind of seemed to fit into to any system that co- that the coaches had. Um, Completely, yeah. And obviously, last season he was probably not happy with the amount of ice time that he was getting. Um, which again, I think is fair enough, given that we weren't playing, um, you know, four line hockey for uh, for last season. So it's probably felt a bit. Aggrieved at not getting some more minutes there as well, um, and you know it's yeah uh, you could you could go out and get and get better um, better players certainly, but um, you know in, in terms of Brits again whether you whether you're likely to attract top Brit guys here is. Um, is a different matter, and I think you know Matt was kind of, um, you know, he was just like he was just basically a a, a fan's favourite, and uh, you know he, he gave hundred percent in every game. Um, you knew what you were what you were going to get from from him uh, in every game, so it's it's disappointing to see it to see it happen that way. Um, but I think you know in the kind of the aftermath of it. Um, to see like ex-players and ex-staff come out and support a, 
Haywood, I think it just speaks volumes to kind of what's what's been going on behind the scenes uh, in general around the club. Um, and it's obviously just the stuff that you don't you don't like you don't like to to hear this kind of thing going on. But um, and clearly, there is there is an issue there. Yeah, and it, it, if he had signed for another club in the league, um, that would have been really awkward, I think, is the best way to put it. But this is a guy that should have um, had, you know, the number 11 jersey retired and go up in the Wall of Fame. All this kind of stuff is things you would associate with Haywood. But the way it's ended... Um, who knows if, if all that's kind of going to happen. Uh, nobody else is going to play as many games for the club, I don't think. I think you can pretty much say that now. 640 odd, something like that, uh, over the over the 11, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it is a shame. Obviously, we, we wish him well. I think he's signed with Leeds Knights, is it? Um think so, yeah. So, obviously, all the best to him. And I think he had family and stuff here, which is another upheaval. So, hopefully, they'll get on well. But I just don't think that's the way anybody really wanted it to end, other than maybe um, certain people in the club. So, can't say anything bad about him, really. And, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It was a kind of bad start to the off-season news, for sure. Yeah, that's it. I think you, you can't really say a bad word about um, Matt Hayward, really. He's just... Um, can I seen that from from plenty of ex-players, um, again, that have kind of come out in support of him, but also um, <clears throat> I've just kind of seen, like, from like his testimonial match um, to have, like, so many imports to come back, um, you know, kind of make the effort to to come across and play in that game and um it was just like the the ultimate sort of, the ultimate kind of teammate I guess. Um you know was f- throughout the seasons as well like his uh his uh, infamous promo video for uh, for a game against Jeff Hutchins men. Yeah um, to, <laughs> to like his testimonial, obviously playing Champions Hockey League as well, and um, you know, kind of remained dedicated and committed through throughout that. So, um, yeah, I think you know it would be just if he if he did end up on the on the Wall of Fame. Um, I know there's been talk about retiring the the number eleven jersey as well, and I don't normally like that kind of thing in sport but you know for a guy like Haywood I think and given it's obviously ice hockey and that's kind of more apparent in this sport then um, you know I don't think many would um, fight the decision to do that if if the club were going to do it I don't think they will no I think I think they've already kind of moved on from it it seems but um, but yeah just obviously not not a great way um, for things to end the way they did, but um, you know, obviously, wish him and his family all the best. 
Yeah. And from from a club point of view, I mean, there wasn't really anything, any details given. Um, quotes about. And is that ever? Well, yeah. Long time relationships coming to an end and these things happening in sport. Uh, and yeah, I don't think we'll ever know official details. We'll just kind of assume some of the stuff that we've spoken about. So, um, yeah, as we've said, wish him the best and hopefully we do see him back at the club at, in some capacity. But who knows? Um, I think it will definitely mean that new guys are not settled in as much in all those kind of wee roles that he played that no, nobody really saw. So, yeah, um, it's a shame. But um, on the on the note of players leaving, we saw the second Brit um, do so. Jordan McLaughlin leaves after three years, only fifteen games, I think. Um, again, it seemed like. Uh, that it was obviously the, the choice of the, the club to do that. Uh, I think, albeit I believe one of the um, news articles had said that obviously wanted more ice time, which I get and I agree with, but uh, just get the feeling based on the way the Haywood news went that he was possibly um, moved on as well. So he has signed for somebody that you're going to tell me who it is because I don't remember <laughs> uh, but there was there was talk of a, a two-way elite league contract as well I don't know if anything's uh, transpired from that point of view but he was a guy that I always thought was um, better than the chances he was given but laterally I think Malcolm Cameron wasn't a big fan really of certain guys and you could kind of see that he was in that category. Yeah, I think that even came across in his farewell message to the fans as well, it kind of seemed that way. Um, yeah, featured not a great deal. Um, so you can understand his decision to move on. He is only 22, so um, <clears throat> you know, I think from that point of view as well, you you want to be playing. Um, <clears throat> He's he signed a two-way deal with uh, Sheffield, but he's oh yeah, so he did, yeah. Predominantly playing with uh, Hull, I think it is Hull Seahawks or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I forgot about the Sheffield thing. Um, so yeah, but um, obviously wishing all the best with Hull, but not with Sheffield. Um, I think was it eighty-four point three percent. Safe percentage in his um, in his time with Clan, um, but again, you kind of thrown in the deep end a lot of these a lot of these games, and I guess you kind of almost expect that in a way from um, from a backup um, in a team where you've got one out and out import goalie. Um, you're only ever going to really see ice time when you're when your team's down or through injury. So um ultimately I think it's the right decision for, for both parties. I think um you know I've I've kinda of always said I think we should have a better backup. Um but that's not to say that Jordan can't go away and improve. 
um, for the next few years and, you know, maybe even come back with more experience and, um, and you know, more more kind of coaching under his belt as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's kind of disappointing. You never want to see um, players leave in the, in the manner that they that they are appearing to do this off season, but um, yeah, I think you know ultimately, I think it's it's the right decision. Yeah, and it it means that um, there will be a new backup goaltender. Um, got no idea who that will be, but um, yeah, <laughs> we've talked in the past about possibly looking at two imports. Uh, I know you've sort of um, pushed for that idea in the past. It's interesting. I don't think we'll do it, but I'm pretty sure we'll see a, a new face as a backup. Um, and if Malcolm Cameron's obviously making that choice, then does that mean that whoever comes in is going to get more of a chance and take the load off the, the number one goalie? I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, I don't expect us to do the too important thing, but I guess it's it's possible with the, the increase in uh, roster size. But is our budget going to support it? I don't really think so. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weighing up the options, really, whether, you know, kind of having a, a second import is, is going to be worth it. I was kind of thinking the assumption that you would go with, like, a solid number one and then um you know as an import straight out of uni or something like that or a kind of younger guy that has got you know potential um and can learn a lot from whoever the number one is going to be um i think that's that's the road i would like to see us go down um but having said that i think i think as well there are there are better I don't want to sound too disparaging, but I think there are better backups in the league as well that we could potentially go for. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, and a lot of this is going to depend on who the, who the number one is as well, obviously. Um, if we if we retain Shane Starrett, then you would almost think we can get away with not having a, a really strong backup, but then that would probably come back to bite us. Um, <laughs> if if he goes, then maybe it will be somebody who'll get a bit more ice time. But uh, yeah, that's that's I suppose a discussion once we once we get a an import or a starting goalie in in the door. So we'll revisit that. Um, the the third. Third departure that's been announced up till now is uh, Braylon Schmier. He was a guy that came in and made a, a big impact uh, at the start of his his clan career, the short career, I suppose. Uh, really quick, skilled player. And then sort of, it, it could be fair to say, maybe dropped in and out in some games. Didn't see him as much, but I always thought he was a guy that could kind of make things happen and We've not often seen too many players with that speed. Scored a couple of highlight goals, um, so he was he was one that I thought could could definitely still have a role in in the team for next season. Um, but he goes to uh, the 
Germany three league, and uh, I guess we'll see see how he gets on there. But yeah, kind of not sure what to make. In a way, a bit disappointed, but also I know that we're upgrading or trying to, so that's what I'm more hopeful of. Yeah, I don't. I'm a bit kind of ambivalent about it. I think he's, um, you know, he did come in and he made. He made such a great impact uh, on the team and kind of helped us from a creative perspective in the uh, kind of forward department. Um, but I, I would agree as well. I think he did kind of tail off a wee bit um, towards the end of the year. Um, again, still a young player at 25. So, um, you know, uh, again, it's good to, to kind of see him go um, to Germany to try make an impact over there. Um, <clears throat> he finishes finishes at Clan with uh, 12 goals and three assists in 31 games. Um, I think our point tally is similar to his time in Guildford, but um, with double the, double the number of games. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, very skillful player um, who will do well. And I think European... Hockey kind of suits his his style as well, and again, if if nothing else, it's you know his speed and agility is um, you know it's those kind of players that that get me excited to go and see an ice hockey game. Um, so yeah, in a way, it's slightly disappointing to see him go, but at the same time, I think we could improve if that makes sense. So. Yeah, it's he's just the the next the next uh, out of the annual summer clan revolving door. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah. Good way to put it. I mean I don't know. It'd be interesting to know what average turnover is <laughs> each season. But um yeah, we we've not started off looking like we're gonna retain a huge core, which I can't technically argue with, given our post-season oh, no. review basically said <laughs> get rid of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, without being too harsh, yeah, as you say, not too disappointed, but um, yeah, the, the kind of player I like, so hopefully we, we look to bring somebody in who's fairly similar in that sense. Um so we, we've not had news yet of, of any returning players, uh, but we have had, well, kind of, <laughs> but we have had two signings to um, look over, let's just say, to discuss. Um, one might take a bit longer than the other, but, but we'll see. Uh, the first one... And, and it is quite an exciting signing. Um, John Dunbar joins the clan from Guildford. Um, having played four seasons there and certainly was prolific in his first season and always one of their probably top guys, joins the clan with, some might argue, his point production reducing slightly. Um, that is possibly a bit of a worry, 
but he's a guy that I think is going to come in and create chances and that's what we lacked last year um, and if he can improve on that which I think he will then you know I'm, I'm very pleased to see him in the door yeah definitely um, he's, he's overall total points in his time in the league is averaging more than a point a game um, again you know <clears throat> came in and hit the ground running in his first season you'd get a touched on 81 points in 55 games um, and at that I mean that's obviously difficult to keep up but it has kind of tailed off year on year um, I'm a, as excited about the signing as I would have been two or three years ago maybe not um, but then we, we wouldn't have got him two or three years ago I think well, that's yeah. maybe the thing yeah, that's it. Um, so maybe a fresh start and uh, a new club will do him good as well. Um, and you know, I do think it is, it is a quality signing. He's a he's a really good player. Um, I hope we can find that um, you know that kind of sniper in him that um, we could really do with next season. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great sort. Of, first signing to, to kick things off anyway. Yeah, and our, as I'd said, the creation of chances was, was definitely an issue for us. Um, mm-hmm. And he is he is a guy that is going to gonna provide more assists than he has goals, but um, the first couple of years, obviously Guilford had quite a set team, yeah. and that definitely helped um, a lot of talent there. So hopefully we can find the, the right pieces of the jigsaw to, to put it like that to kind of um, complement him. Um, and you know he, he was always a guy that you would look to when you when you played Guildford um, and stood out as one of their their top skillful guys. So mm. I'd like to think he's somebody that can come in and produce a sort of point a game type level. Um, but generally. Uh, create chances and sort of reduce our reliance on the one line type thing. Um, I would no doubt you'll come in and yeah. play a role in power play and stuff like that. Uh, but sometimes when you, you look at the point production reducing, these guys um, take on slightly different roles in the team and kind of improve on defensive side of the game and that kind of thing. So. It's not all about points, as we've said, but um, one thing you do notice is that um, that's sort of halved from his first season in Guildford, so something to keep an eye on, but exciting, definitely. Um, look forward to, to see him play. I'd said that we should just sign the whole of that Guildford team from the first year, but I don't think we'll quite manage it. Well, I mean, Jamie Crooks didn't work out... Um and Schmier kind of worked out but maybe not so much so we're ho- hoping third time lucky um, for John Debar but yeah I think <clears throat> you know he's he's got at least 30 assists in each of those seasons um, so even that even that alone the chance creation um, you know will will be good for us I don't think we can um, have another season with 
without secondary scoring. But I think I think having the four lines back will help with that anyway. So um yeah, I think it's you know, I think it's positive and it's a um it's an exciting first signing and hopefully a good sign of things to come. Yeah, let's just hope there's not a, an actual Guildford curse for us. And that <laughs> not only can we not beat them, but any players that we sign from them uh, just turn out to be a disaster. Uh, <laughs> Have Kerry looking like Lee Bolden. Yeah. Jeff Smith skating around there. Um, but yeah, if, if Crooks is, is anything to go by, then... Um, Mm, that could be an issue but again if he's got any intention of keeping Crooks maybe and trying to put those two together that's also worrying but, <laughs> uh, I don't want to see Jimmy Crooks ever again. I don't want to see him again either but you just never know um, stranger things can happen mm. uh, so after Dunbar, um, it was announced that uh, a former clan forward was making his return after a couple of seasons away. Uh, in fact, only one season away. See, there, there's me thinking that this guy's been away for longer. I, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. A former, um, former clan great, I think. Um, put, put some respect on the man's name. Yeah, I should. Um, Craig Peacock returns um, having played four seasons previously for Clan um, Belfast before that and then one season last year up in Fife um, as a signing or as a player as pretty much everyone that's listened to this knows um, I'm not really a fan and the best way to put it will be that I don't like this signing at all, but <laughs> <laughs> he needs to, the, the best thing he can do for me is, is go and prove a point, but uh, points, unfortunately, are something that he lacks, <laughs> as, as he does lack in a number of other areas as a player. For me, he's just nowhere near the, the old Belfast guy, and that's what I've said constantly. That's incredible. Um, I mean, yeah. I, how many times have we even sat here on this podcast saying, we'll "Obviously, give him a chance. We'll obviously, give him another chance to try and find that that Belfast form that he's just never, never managed to find with us." Um, I think we've said it three times to start a season, and then three yeah. times. Sorry, and then four times halfway through seasons. So I'm going to say seven times. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So maybe at least 10% of uh, the podcasts that we've recorded have been um, probably talking about the same thing with Craig Peacock. Um, but yeah, I, it's, a, it's an odd signing for me. Um, I can't really see, like, he's not an upgrade on Hayward for me. Um, uh, will he be used as kind of anything other than a fourth liner as well? I can't really see that. 
Um, it then becomes a case of is he likely to produce anything, um, given if you know he is going to be on that fourth line. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't. I don't see him as like an impact player. Um, you know, or a sort of change of pace type guy. He's just not that. He's just not that kind of style. Um, so he, age thirty three now as well, which I was surprised at. Um, sneaky old. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Like, what what has he been signed for? That is a good point, right? So that was obviously um, mentioned in the, the interviews and stuff. He still lives here. Um, I think his fiance or partner's from here and travelled to play and train at Fife, which is fine. But as you said, I think during the week, this is a guy that Malcolm Cameron's now seen in person a number of times. Yeah. So he's seen something in him, but I just never really have. Um, I mean, it's not like he went up to Fife and, you know, kind of started scoring or I've seen a, a couple of mentions of this guy's... Uh, Excellent in face-offs, but actually last season he was less than fifty percent in the face-off circle. Um, <laughs> is this which, from clan fans? Because less than fifty percent is pretty pretty good for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's actually probably a, an incredible face-off percentage for <laughs> our standards. But um, you know, it's yes, he takes face-offs, but he. He loses over half of them. So he's not kind of given us that. At least with, with Haywood, you knew that he was sort of your go-to penalty kill guy. I just think Peacock's a bit soft. Um, okay, he got 14 goals for us a couple of seasons ago, but his, uh, his point production has just been average. And as I've said, it's definitely not all about points, but I just don't get excited seeing him on the ice. I just don't see what he's given us now. I'm, uh, I'm having a look up the fact that he did score 14 goals a couple of seasons ago. I, that's that in itself is incredible for me. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, who knows. Like uh, we'll obviously give him the chance to prove his wrong, as as we've said. Um, but I'm, I'm genuinely going to watch him really closely, even closer <laughs> than I did before. Sitting in the front row, like yeah. I almost just get a ticket to just watch him and see what he does. And I've got yeah, this harsh it's absolutely nothing personal i just he's one of those players i've never taken to since the day we signed him <laughs> well <laughs> since i first saw him play but maybe it's that maybe it's just we need a brit who lives here to replace haywood 
So I mean, is, is, is that what it is? Yeah, it genuinely could be. Is that what it is? A guy who's knows the team, obviously, knows the area, helps import <laughs> Sethland. That's the more I say it, like, the yes, <laughs> that sounds kind of reasonable now, which I don't like. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know. No, listen, well, obviously, give him a chance to prove it wrong. Um, yeah. But it's more likely that we'll be proved right again. I think, I think so. I think so. But Welcome back, please. From the sort of fan perspective, I think it is pretty split as well. I think, you know, I did see a, a lot of fans were quite happy with him coming back and uh, a lot of fans were sort of questioning it because it was being compared to Hayward and yeah, they are two different players, but I don't think Peacock's a better player than my Hayward. No, I, I did actually see the, the kind of split response. A lot of people loving that he's back and a lot of people not. So yeah. some of us are right. Let's find out who. Good way to yeah. divide the fan base before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring in something like that. Uh, so that's that's obviously all that's been confirmed so far. Um, one thing that's sort of taken off in the off-season is, is the Elite League rumour accounts. I think I, in the past, obviously, these things have existed and there's been a lot of talk, but I think I've noticed more than ever a lot of news coming through these channels, some of it right, some of it wrong. Um, but I just thought we would touch on a couple of pieces of clan-related news first that have come through on it. Um, you know, I, th- I think the Dunbar announcement was was preempted, which was clearly correct. So was the Peacock one. Um, so there's there's a source in there, um, but a couple of couple of other items. Recently, I saw that Shane Starrett was linked with having talks with Belfast. Um, we've put on this podcast a number of times that he should should have been the number one target for me. Uh, might still get him back, but that would be a big blow to lose him, especially to somebody else in the league. Yeah, I was actually not aware of that one, so that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Literally hearing that for the first time, yeah, that's that's um, that's make me quite depressed. So, um, but no, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, Shane Starr is obviously a, a top goalie, and um, he's obviously going to he's going to attract um, the bigger teams, not only in this league but across Europe and America. So, um, I get we kind of. Kind of knew that we were maybe up against it, um, given how well he played for us, and um, even when Malcolm Cameron signed him last season, saying he was surprised that he, that he managed to get him. Um, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he's that he's been linked to Belfast. Um, but yeah, let's let's hope that one doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, that's the thing I've said before. Like, somebody comes in and does really well. There's people with teams with bigger budgets that'll be sniffing around. So, uh, 
we'll see, but yeah, hopefully not, because he was a, a huge part of the, the small amount of success we had. Um, a couple of rumoured contract extensions. Um, Liam Stenton, I kind of fully expect that to happen, to be honest. I'd be pleased if it did. Mitch Jones, the same. He's in the same boat. Uh, Colton Waltz was also mentioned. Um, and not an extension, but a, a previous player, Jordan County, linked with a return. Uh, first on the, the, the kind of guys that, that would return, I think there's not really many complaints about Jones and Stenton. Um, Colton Waltz, I'm kind of, I think I was on the fence about. You were maybe more positive than I was about it. Um, yeah, although <clears throat> having having heard that rumor now, I'm slightly disappointed. Uh, <laughs> if that makes sense, because um, I mean, listen, like Stenton and and Jones, absolutely no doubt in my mind. Um, they should be playing for us next season. Um, Colton Waltz. Uh, fine, I guess. Um, You're so positive on this. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, I've just I've kind of got to got to call it as a um, as as I'm feeling. So yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be too bothered. I don't think. Um, if he signed, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be over the moon about it. I mean, we'll wait in 15 minutes and find out um, that it probably will be Colton Maltz and then I'll be singing his praises probably. But hey, what a player. Well, <laughs> um, and then Jordan Cowney, um, I think does uh, have potential and I think he has come on uh, in recent seasons as well. Um, I think he would. He's, I think he's, he an be... he's an improvement for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Was Cowney the one with, that had the issues with Chris Holt? Yes. Uh-huh. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, but that, that, whatever that was, that kind of stuff aside, you look at what he did last year, he was playing, I think, top line. With Guilford, uh, yeah, second. Uh, I think it was. He spent a bit of time certainly on that top line. Um, Twenty nine points, um, and I think is obviously a much more mature player. Spent a bit of time under Omar Pasha at Dundee, so he's a guy yeah. who I think is a Brit upgrade on what we've had. Um, you know, not. An, an elite Brit by any any stretch, but um, someone who's who's going to be better than a Jack Muzo was or a Howler at that time, um, you know that kind of thing. And for me, I would I would rather take Cowney than I would take Peacock, uh, but possibly possibly we're getting both of those. Um, Jack Muzo, so, East Peace. Yeah, um, um, but he's yeah. That's that's one I'd I'd be fairly happy with. Give him another chance. Um, but again, 
with Malcolm Cameron, Brits, you never really know what you're going to get, but he's, he's proved he can do it with play with top import. So I'd like to think that Malcolm Cameron's seen that and would give him a chance if that one was, was indeed true. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously, if he does come back, I would like him to see. Uh, I would like to see a fair bit of him um, because I think he does. Um, you know, he's he has been away, and as you touched on with with Pasha, he's um, probably learned and matured a bit there. Um, 2018-19 season, scored 14 goals and 19 assists. Um, so it's 33 points that season, and then. Uh, Guildford last season, 29 points um, and also performed really well um, for Guildford in the playoffs as well um, <clears throat> so I think he now 26, he'll be 27 when the season starts as well so um, really kind of coming into that prime prime hockey career uh, time so yeah, if we, if we can get him back and um, he can sort of fit in with what Malcolm Cameron wants to do uh, and plays a fair few minutes I think he could um, contribute to the team next season Yep, agreed um, so I think positive about that um, a couple of other names that were sort of banded about uh, as well I think Tanya, one of our, our listeners, had, had messages about a few of these guys. Um, but just picking them out, we've got um, Ant and Dex's brother, uh, Stephen McParland, <laughs> which is quite a good Glasgow name, I would like to say. Uh, but a good, a good player by the looks of it. Spent the last few years in Italy and has played... East Coast and AHL um, looks like a good point scoring centre um, again don't really know much is it going to be is it going to be true who knows but if we signed them yep I'd be I'd be happy with that more more scoring please bring it on <laughs> yeah 100% we need we need guys like these um, <clears throat> or guys like guys like this, I guess, um, who's had like plenty of experience um, in East Coast, um, handful of AHL games, and then has played in Europe as well. So knows the setup, um, doesn't know the league, doesn't know this league anyway, but um, won two two league titles in, uh, in Italy. So... Uh, he's got that kind of winning mentality that we can hopefully um, bring to this to this team as well. And I think you know if we could land someone like him, I think he could be a kind of top line or second uh, second line centre. Um, and and hopefully wins faceoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, obviously if, that's he's Clan, he if he's joining Clan, he If he's joining Clan, he wouldn't be. A- with a face-off guy, but yeah, certainly. that and just uh, any any player that we look at, it just filter to like under fifty percent of face-off ones. Yeah, yeah, sign him straight away. But he's a yeah, he looks like an exciting one. And um, Gary Hayden is 
another uh, sort of young player played a, a year in U Sports last season um, and then in the WHL before that where he had some um, quite good scoring seasons. It's hard to, to say much about these guys because you look at some of the, pre- the other guys who've just joined us first year pro and I've been super excited about them thinking they're going to be brilliant and they haven't been um, but the other side of it I like to see young guys come in and get a chance so uh, yeah. it could it could well be that he would do well another centre five feet ten so not the not the tallest of guys but um, he is from he is from Airdrie so he obviously he knows the country that's that's always a bonus. Um, <laughs> not actually from Airdrie, or uh, well, he is actually from Airdrie, but not. He is, yeah. Not Scotland, but, but not ours, yeah. Okay. Um, thanks. I hope he doesn't visit. If we do sign him, I hope he doesn't visit Airdrie, because that could put him off. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. He does his research before signing by. Uh, by coming to Airdrie, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like what twenty three. Um, played played quite a lot actually. Um, already at a, a a very good level. Um, for such a young player, so. Uh, yeah, that would be. I think I think that would be kind of different to. Um, to recent kind of first year pro guys that we've had recently. Um. I think this seems a lot more exciting. Um, just kind of given his, uh, <clears throat> given his kind of CV and how it looks, and um, you know, in in recent years, the the number of points that he's put up. Um, yeah, this this one kind of this one excites me a wee bit. Um, so again, will be will be interesting. Um, born in 1999, you kind of forget that that's. Um, that's quite a while ago now, but yeah, 20, 23. So, yeah, and as you say as well, another centre, so filling up those positions pretty quickly. Yeah, and who knows if, if these are going to come true or not, but I guess uh, we need to address them so that when they do, then we've already spoken about them and they look good. Um, um, Sorry, just quickly. How many yeah. of these guys that we've mentioned already will we, um, will we have to speak about again with uh, in the next five minutes? I would say one. I would say one of them. I think we've we've maybe mentioned them, but Clan have already what? tweeted. Uh, Don't go anywhere, Clan fans. So you know, <laughs> well, the caliber. Yeah. So there's been this session. Sorry, in the past, where they've built up signings to some huge degree, and then they've been a letdown. So I'm not not looking at anything until we actually get the news. Um, there was also Gergely Toth, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, a Hungarian defenseman, six foot four, so a big guy, 24 years old, um, and has played. At a very good level um, internationally for Hungary, 
and you know in their their top league for years. Uh, looks like a a guy who also knows how to um, find the net and provides a, a few assists. He had thirty points last year, thirty seven games, um, which is you know a good record for a defenseman. I always worry when I, I see somebody who's got that kind of size because it immediately makes you think of like a Lee Bold and a Jeff Smith, uh, a Cody Saul. But um, I guess you're you're always hopeful that uh, one of these is, is going to come in and, and be a really kind of top skater and, and break the mould. Uh, I think I saw a clip of him and he, and he did look good, but everyone can look good in these sort of clips. Oh yeah, <clears throat> getting absolutely getting drawn in. Um, some of the some of the clips that you see, um, but I, I do think it's it's an interesting one because it's not it's not really the kind of signing that we would typically go for, um, even from a European perspective. Because we've seen a lot of say, Scandinavian players come in, but um, don't think we've had too many other than that. I think we kind of discussed this a while back and we couldn't really think of anyone other than Marcus Gotts was like sort of part German or whatever. But Yeah. Um so yeah, it'll be a <clears throat> it'll be a change up. Oh, I suppose um Mikael Gutwald. Uh yeah. Uh, and also um Stupka as well. I'm Stupka, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um but not generally, not many. There are other teams in the league who, I would say, explore that market more successfully. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Teams in the league will explore every market more successfully than us. <laughs> um, Good point. Um, but yeah, I think this is an exciting one. Um, you know, for his size, they can obviously play ice hockey and can put up points. So <clears throat> again, it'll be. Uh, it'll be an interesting one if it if it happens. Um, yeah, and and not actually, not somebody who takes a lot of penalty minutes either. Um, yeah. So, so that's that's yeah something that makes him not Cody Saul. Uh, but yeah, it looks like looks like the signing news is in. As ever, there's a video that I'm just letting play in the background. <laughs> um, but once we've discussed this, and I'm actually going to skip, I'm going to play it live. I'm going to skip through it. All right, it looks like um, looks like a player that's played in the league, and it's Jordan County. There yes. There you go. Um, well. I have to say, to, to react live, as we've just said, quite pleased with that, for all the reasons aforementioned. Thoughts? Yes. Um, that is exciting. Um, uh, we've obviously talked about him already. Um, so, now that it's actually happened, um, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good Brit signing, I think. Yeah, and puts puts the pressure on Peacock to to be good because otherwise it'll get shown up for what he really is. Uh, <laughs> I think though, it, in general, it's it's kind of interesting already because 
I don't, like even with Peacock, like Peacock and County, I don't like. It's not often you've kind of seen, um, you know, Brit guys of that caliber, I guess, come and play for us. Um, mm-hmm. We've obviously had top, you know, top Brits like, like Ben Davies and stuff like that. Um, so they have, um, you know, Jordan County, um who's obviously progressed really well and um you know I'm I'm glad to to see that he's back. So um yeah hopefully we can we can build on that and continue the, the trend of um you know improving these these brick guys. Yeah, no completely agree. It's it's good news. Um I think elsewhere obviously we've we've sort of covered clan in a, a good bit of detail now. Um there's been a, a fair bit of player movement up until this point. Um, and also, uh, we mentioned before, a lot of teams looking for new coaches um, and, a, and a few of those have, have been appointed now. So, uh, Nottingham have appointed Gary Graham as their coach, obviously working under Omar Pasha. I found it quite interesting that he was a guy that I don't really think played hockey at all to any level. Um, but comes in as a, a long-term East Coast coach. Um, and I, I think he'll probably improve them working with Pasha. And, uh, yeah, you know, interested to see how they get on in that first season because they've already started to bring in a few good players, a couple of returning guys from last year that stood out. Um so they're sort of heading in the right direction, I think, from a, a Nottingham fan's point of view. Uh, just to tie it in with the players, look for Ara moves across from Coventry, who's I would probably put him in the in the top Brit bracket. Um, I think led the league in scoring maybe a couple of seasons ago. So they're going to be much more dangerous this year, um, and I think I, I expect more from them with that kind of coaching setup. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd missed that uh, that news about Gary Graham. So, <clears throat> yeah, just kind of looking at him just now, or bags of experience um, in the East Coast, as you said, with, with Fort Wayne. Um, and then kind of made made the jump and, and went to China um picked the best season, <laughs> picked the best season to, um, <clears throat> to coach in China. Uh, in 2019, 2020. Uh, yeah, and then, kind of, <laughs> then kind of did some like <clears throat> some kind of youth coaching um, with like, indie few. So a bit of a mixed bag, I think. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It's obviously a different, uh, a different style of coach. Um, than what, what the league's kind of used to. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if he's got like sort of new methods or new kind of ways of, of doing things and um, how he wants players to play and line up and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of exciting. He's kind of relatively young as well, 43. Um, but I guess we can, you can see that more from, from coaches in this league generally, I would say. Um, kind of recently retired pros or whatever so 
Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what, what he can do. Um, and yeah, like you said, look for Ara's. I would agree, I'd put him in the top top tier bra- bracket. Um, it's quite difficult to say. But, yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he's he's a, obviously a, a quality player. And, um, yeah, Nottingham have, I think they've re-signed a couple of couple of guys as well and I think they're I think they were linked with Lewis Hook um as well. I think that was one of the rumours going about. So um so yeah they're really trying to build a, a good brick core there. Um and they've but they lost um was it Ollie Betridge did he leave? Yes. Um, yeah and also um Josh Tetlow as well so two oh yeah two yeah. Brits there that have moved on but they can kind of them along with like your Sheffield and Belfast sort of Cardiff as well operate in a in the Brit market that we're just not quite in yet yeah whatever um with these guys so uh you know having a guy like that that doesn't take up an import slot and and can score that many goals and and assist as well as is crucial. So you hope that um, County can step up for us and sort of get himself into that that level. But yeah, Nottingham, Nottingham certainly improving on where they were, and I think the the new direction will do them well. Even though they seem to go in a new direction every year, sort of a wee bit like us. Um, Coaching stuff elsewhere, um, Dundee appointed Jeff Mason as Omar Pasha's replacement, who's been at Belfast for years, been really successful under Adam Keefe, who, interestingly, he is, has just announced he, he'll be returning next year. Um, but these guys who have been assistant and obviously done a bit of coaching stuff and been a player in the league, very experienced, um, you know, I think that's quite an exciting appointment for Dundee, a guy who has had success as well, and that always helps. Um, and he'll know, he'll have good contacts and stuff. So I think that's a good appointment for Dundee. And they've uh, they've already started to bring in a couple of a couple of guys who have played in the league before. And I see Matt Cowlitz back there. Uh, Chris Gary, who played with Guildford last year as well. So... Um, yes, Dundee are always that that team that you expect to pick up good signs. That was under Pasha, but I think Mason will continue that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, I think it's a really good appointment. Um, you know, arguably he's he's learnt, learnt from the best in in this league. Um, under Matt Ke- uh, Matt Keith, fucking hell, Adam Keith, uh, and. You know he's kind of ready to kind of go out on his own and put his own own stamp on things, um, and yeah, like you say, Chris Gary, um, just turned twenty six and had a successful spell with with Guildford. So, um, yeah, I think he's you know, the the kind of player that the Dundee kind of look for. You know, um, guys have got plenty to give and have. Buys a potential, um, and again, the Mac Howlett as well. 
still still really young, 22. Um, was very very skillful, but um, you know, very lightweight for us. Um, <clears throat> I think um, I think it's a great move for for him personally. Um, yeah, I think he could see more more minutes in, in a team like Dundee. Um, he's got you know he's obviously he's got the skills. Just needs more minutes and, and good coaching. So I think it's a, it's an ideal fit for him. Yeah, yeah you, you saw the potential when how it was with us. <clears throat> I yeah. think more so than some of the other guys. Um, and again, played a full season with Guildford. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's one to watch in the next couple of years. I think he was just too young, too young when he came to us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dundee and, and having like that connection, obviously, Adam Keefe, they, they talked about doing a lot of work around, you know, the stuff his brother's been doing in Toronto and getting ideas and kind of looking at how they work as an organisation. I think that's clearly working in Belfast and Mason will take that to Dundee so um yeah they'll they'll be they'll be competitive again next year for sure. Um Cardiff, Brody DuPont who was who took over sort of halfway through the season is is going to be back permanently and they're kind of re signing the the team from the, the past year or so that, that got them so much success. Ben Bounds, we know how good he is. Um, Joey Martin back and, and all the, the other usual guys that are so loyal to that team. Uh, I think maybe they will have been disappointed with last year how it tailed away in the league, but obviously they did get that, that playoff championship. Um, and they know what works for them, and again they'll be they'll be up there and be a good team. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's the Cardiff of old by the looks of it. Yeah, um, Ben Bounds is a is a great a great signing really. Um, to be able to get him back, um, you know, especially after having a a netminder like Matt Carruth, um. So it'll be interesting to see um, if Bounds plays the, the same number of games as he did before, or if um, you know Cardiff are going to continue with this uh, goalie tandem type thing um, that they had there last season as well. So um, we know how we know how good Ben Bounds is. Um, he's obviously spent the last couple of years abroad. Um, he's thirty-one now. Um, so you know, still has another few good years in him. Um, and there's nothing to suggest that his performances are, are tailing off. So he's a, a top quality signing. Um, Joey Martin um, coming back for his seventh season. Um, again after after two years away as well in Norway and Austria. So um, again, we know. All about Joey Martin. He's a he's an excellent player. Um, and we've seen it, you know, year on year in, in Cardiff as well. So yeah, they're slowly getting getting the band back together. Um, in Cardiff, and obviously I think was it Josh Waller 
Sam Duggan and Mark Richardson were the other ones. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So again, all kind of you know good solid solid players, and they've got a, a solid Brit core again, um, as they always seem to do in Cardiff. Yep, exactly. There, they're going to be strong, definitely. Uh, and then Matt Ginn, who has has gone from best goal in the league to hopefully for Manchester best coach in the league. That was a bit of a, <laughs> a, bit of a, left, a left field appointment, I think, but it was kind of rumoured for a while. Um, and it would be, you know, it would be weird to see. You don't often see somebody go directly from playing to coaching. I guess a couple of people have done it, like Fitzgerald and obviously DuPont and things like that. But uh, it's just a kind of weird appointment, but he's obviously keen to get into it and Finnerty's moved upstairs. So who knows what we're going to get from Manchester next year? Yeah, I know. I was laughing because I'd written the same joke as you about best goalie in the league. <laughs> so, um, I'll <laughs> always stick with me that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, <clears throat> I can I can get why that decision was made. I think he was he had a bad injury um, last season, so he's probably spent you know he spent a lot of time with with Finnerty and probably learned quite a lot. Even last season, so um, <clears throat> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how he kind of wants to build his team and what what kind of team that he wants to have in Manchester. Um, it's always a kind of a tricky a tricky team to kind of build for, I guess. Um, does obviously have knowledge of the league. Um, sp- spent three years in Manchester under Finney. Um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see because he's even just kind of looking at his CV as well. He's got AHL experience and um, East Coast and NCAA experience, so you you'll have contacts from from his time there as well. Um, so yeah, oh, another interesting one. Um, but again, you know, it's obviously unproven as a as a coach, so time will tell whether. Um, that's a good appointment or not, but it's um, yeah, I guess a, a familiar face to 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 Storm fans. Yeah, M- Manchester always had a a tough, a big tough team there, which was built for for their home ice. Yeah. Understandable. Um, whether they'll continue that or not, or try and sort of go in a different direction, um, who knows? But yeah, certainly a good goalie, but hopefully not a good coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just generally some of the other bits of uh, transfer news. There's a, a couple of standouts, I thought. Um, Mark Olivier Valorand moving on from Sheffield. Uh, CJ Mott getting a chance at an AHL contract. Uh, JJ Pekinich leaving Belfast, um, as well as uh, a guy I mentioned as as one I would like at Clan, but wasn't really ever going to be a chance. Jamal Watson from Guildford. Some top players moving on to other opportunities in Europe, which is good to see. 
um, from one point of view, but again, uh, you know, you, you like to see the, the top talent staying in the league, but a guy like Pekinic, who was almost too good at times, and Valorant, we know what he's like, got a bad injury. Uh, but yeah, there's, it, it's obvious now that other leagues in Europe look at the elite league as a you kind of with the respect that it probably deserves and guys that do well are getting a chance to move on. Yeah, um it's kinda in a way it's kinda always been the case that that would happen, you know, if if you if you played like out of your skin. Um the chances of even even if you're at a smaller EIHL club, the chances of like a, a bigger EIHL club or um, or a European team coming in for you is obviously going. To, it's obviously quite high, and um, you know, uh, obviously contributes to this uh, turnover um, that we see with with Clan as well. Obviously, we've not had too many very good players recently, but um, just kind of in general, that's that's the way it's, it, it kind of goes with the with the league. Um, be a picking it is just. Um, I mean, he had he had an incredible season last season. Um, I don't think um, it's obviously a huge loss for for Belfast. But I don't think they really expected him to be as good as he was. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's a combination of his hard work and, and you know good coaching there meant that he could reach his full potential. So. Um, it's obviously, you know, credit to him and um I'm sure he'll do well do well at um Sterling as it he's went to Norway. Yeah, I mean like you say exactly, he came off an East Coast season in which he got thirty points in sixty five games. Um, yeah, yeah. Which so how, is, how does that equate? Where's yeah, you know where's our picking it? Your your recruitment there's been superb. Uh I think if you if you look back, he, he did have a bit of time with Toronto Marlies in eighteen nineteen, which I believe was the time that Adam Keith's brother was coaching there. So yeah, a, a bit of a connection from that point of view, you, you can see what why these things work out. Um, but you know, scored a lot of points um, when he was younger. London Knights that have produced an unbelievable amount of players. Um, the likes of your clan legends like Scott Arson, Lee Salters all came from uh, London Night setup, I think. But yeah, he's, he was a guy who's sort of revitalised at Belfast and then gets a good move. So um, they'll yeah. they'll find somebody else. But um, yeah, I'm just glad they they won't be playing against us, I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, just to get a touch on like Valorant as well, I think. Um, it's hard to believe he's only played two seasons in, in Sheffield um, and obviously one in Coventry but he's a, a serial point scorer um, I think you know, outside outside of our team yeah, he's been probably my favourite player to, to watch um, it's like he's, he's movement and he's he just kind of makes it look kind of effortless at times um, so yeah, it's a, another big loss to Sheffield, but he, you know, 
had picked up injuries in his time, and I think he kind of alluded to, or he kind of touched on that um, in his like message on social media. He was talking about the the schedule um, and how much the, the schedule has an an impact on him, um, which is you know it's it's kind of it's sad to see that really in a way because. Again, you obviously want players like Valorant to be playing in the league, but um, due to the kind of nature of the the schedule, it's um, it's unfortunate that you kind of you end up losing players like that. Um, but yeah, just kind of wanted to touch on that. Um, and CJ Mott obviously is a a huge loss for for Coventry, um, but again, it's good to see. Players like that be rewarded with a with an AHL contract. Um, so just obviously shows that um, you know for players like that they can they can come here and, and sort of revive their their ambitions in, in their career um, back in America as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's top top goalie. Um, you never know, Shane Starrett, mate. Might get an AHL contract, but hopefully not. Just stay with us for <laughs> the rest of his career. A two way uh, Yeah. I was in the NHL two way deal. Um, I think that was probably all the, the hockey stuff that I, I wanted to touch on. Was there anything else that you had um, before we, we sign out? Uh, no, nothing else from me. Um, I'm sure there'll be loads to touch on between between now and episode 100 yeah big things planned which we'll decide on when the time comes <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll obviously continue to keep on top of the the clans off season um, everything that's going on in the elite league so keep listening and supporting us and uh, thanks to everyone that, that does that and we'll uh, we'll be in touch and catch you all next time Speak to you then.